This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Hello and uh, and welcome to it. Today is my Friday because I'm taking a couple days off Thursday and Friday. Mary Walters, who's a wonderful host and uh, the one of the only people that I exclusively allow to fill in on the show. Uh, because, uh, you know, she does a great job. And uh, and so you can listen to her tomorrow and, and on Friday. I'm going to be hanging out with the family. I'm going to be hanging out with my daughter, getting some stuff done. She's in her senior year of high school, so we got a few things on the uh, on the plate there, getting us ready for uh, all of that. So I'm taking a couple days off, doing a long weekend, and uh, so we've got a, a ton of material to get to today. We're going to try and cram it all in. And trust me, we got a lot of stuff, including today I found, I, I think I made a, a, a revolution. I had an epiphany like Joe Biden did about gay marriage in 1961 as his dad dropped him off in, at school. And he saw two gay men uh, kissing each other and then walking into the two uh, opposite buildings they worked in, which is nowhere near a school at all, not even close to a school. But Joe Biden saw two gay guys kissing in 1961, and it changed his life. He changed his life, even though he went on to uh, say that gays couldn't be trusted in 1973. And he went on to uh, vote against gay marriage numerous times. But in 1961, he had it all figured out when he saw two gay guys getting dropped off as his dad was taking him to school, which was no near, near downtown where the two gay guys were. Anyway, we'll get to that. And then also, ground zero for toxic femininity. I found it today. Toxic femininity is real. It has invaded our culture. You have tried to, uh, many people have said that masculinity is toxic, and, and there I'm, I'm sure a lot of things are toxic, by the way. Uh, uh, divinyl chloride, which is in the air in, uh, in East Palestine, Ohio, that's pretty toxic. I'd be more concerned about that than the toxic masculinity. But uh, we found the ground zero for toxic femininity, and it's the Drew Barrymore show. And, uh, and uh, she honestly, she still has the mental aptitude of the character she played in E.T. Uh, just, I mean, has not developed emotionally, mentally, intelligently uh, since that day in uh, 1983, I guess it was, when she was in E.T. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's remarkable. It is just remarkable. Oh, and you will not believe how much that Black Lives Matter and the and the uh, the nonsense around George Floyd's death. You 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 you're not supporting George Floyd. No no no. George Floyd shouldn't have died. 
okay? And then the police officers who were involved in it should have known better, and they're going to, they're in jail for a very long time. It's just all the stupid crap that happened afterwards and all the, the I mean, really, they made an industry, this grievance industry. You won't even believe how much money. You won't even believe how much money the grievance industry uh, basically blackmailed. Oh, that's racist. No, it's not. It's just a word. Blackmailed corporate America. It is stunning. You thought SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, was bad? Oh, my Lord in heaven. You ain't seen nothing. You won't believe the figure. You will not believe the figures, the numbers from the companies that uh, wanted to be on the right side of supposed history, even though everything about uh, police, uh, black interactions and all of that were based on a lie. So we're going to get to all of that. It's a mania. It is a mania that is sweeping the country. That You got that, the big grievance. You got, uh, what else? Oh, this transgender nonsense. Mania. Parents literally saying, oh, my three-year-old was born a boy, but, you know, uh, we better start them gender transition hormones at age four and then cut his penis off when he's 11. You know, that's, that's mania. That's uh, nonsensical. It makes no sense whatsoever. But we've managed to or at least a small group of people have managed to perpetrate this on the American people, and some gullible dupes fell for it. And honestly, and it's ended up costing a whole hell of a lot of money, uh, and it's caused a lot of damage in our country. And we're going to get to all of that uh, as the show progresses. And then also, I'm going to give you an idea. What teaching CRT and, uh, and the 1619 Project is doing to Generation Z? And it is pretty darned ugly. I mean, like, uh, really, really bad. So all of that's coming up. I don't know if you knew this, but a couple of uh, Russian fighter pilots decided to, uh, uh, I guess, figuratively take a dump on a U.S. aerial armed vehicle, a UAV over the Black Sea yesterday. Apparently, Russian pilots dumped fuel onto a drone and flew it uh, in a reckless and and, uh, unprofessional manner before a collision caused the AUV or the UAV to crash. Now, uh, it's kind of interesting because uh, Lindsey Graham, you know, he's, uh, he's not, uh, it's interesting, what's the word, uh, 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 not, a, not a rhino, but uh, a neocon, neocon, uh, that the used neocon uh, is uh, been used a lot lately. It's kind of like a new conservative, but it's really not. It's really a liberal in sheep's clothing, like Adam Kinzinger and uh, Liz Cheney. Uh, they're not neoconservative. They are uh, neo-morons. Yeah, I think Neo Moron would be uh, more. But Lindsey Graham is down with that as well. And Lindsey Graham, of course, you know, he hasn't said anything about East Palestine. He hasn't said anything about SVB and all of that stuff. And uh, he's conveniently supportive of Trump when it's convenient. But honestly, you can't trust him. He's, uh, he's the old school uh, Republican Party. He's the Ronna McDaniel wing, the Mitt Romney wing of the Republican Party. And, of course, here's what he had to say about the, uh, the drone getting shot down over the Black Sea. You know what? I Seriously, might as well just do World War III right now i you know what the hell i, I you, you got enough rhinos and enough uh, democrats they're down with world war three they're ready for it. the military industrial complex they're ready let's just shoot let's just go ahead and just do it let's just use this all right let's uh, let's just use this as our pearl harbor and just go ahead and just start it that's what they want anyway right isn't that kind of what the 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 uh, the the Democrat Party, a lot of Republicans, and the uh, the military industrial complex? Isn't that what they want? So maybe we should just give it to them, right? Right? Of course, I'm joking. But here is uh, Lindsey Graham. Well, we should hold them accountable and say that if you ever get near another uh, U.S. set flying in international waters, 
Don't you get near my asset. I'll smack you down. Your airplane would be shot down. What would Ronald Reagan do right now? He would he would start shooting Russian planes down if they were threatening our assets. I don't know about that, but anyway. American foreign policies in free fall. I can't add much to now, what... Now, this is where he actually starts speaking the truth. ...what you've said. All I can tell you is that on multiple fronts, we're in a dangerous situation. Uh, weakness breeds provocation. They spy balloon over the United States, shooting down an American drone, multi-million dollar drone. They know they can get away with it. Mexico is blaming us for the fentanyl crisis. And Joe Biden is like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, 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 because we're being de-slapped or uh, be-slapped, be-slapped by the third world. And I've been saying that for a while. We are being uh, be-slapped by the world because, uh, you know, it's, it's like it's all these, uh, these corporate types who uh, want to assuage their white guilt by giving billions of dollars to uh, organizations like Black Lives Matter, which have done nothing but recognize the idiocy of white guilt and take advantage of it. And then they've raked in all this money and made themselves really, really super-duper rich, and they buy mansions and everything. But if I'm not mistaken, the last time I looked in America's inner cities communities, largely populated by people of color, things have gotten a whole lot worse. So I'm thinking that money is uh, kind of like, uh, I guess it's kind of like what they're doing in San Francisco. They want to give every black person $5 million and a $92,000 a year salary, and then a property. You can buy a house for $1 for being black. So this is kind of like cutting out the middleman uh, and, <laughs> and giving reparations to a certain number of people who've used it to make themselves incredibly incredibly rich. It's, uh, it is, it's astonishing when you, when you think about it. Uh, that said, uh, Lindsey Graham, uh, uh, with regard to uh, Ukraine uh, and regard to the Russian thing, I guess, uh, you know, we do look stupid in front of the world. And, and the same pathos that would cause corporate America to look at itself and hate itself for, <clears throat> you know, being uh, alive and being born white, uh, the same thing for Democrats with regard to the United States of America. They feel there's some sort of guilt for the fact that we freed more people than any country in the history of, of the world. We did have the original uh, slavery of uh, the sin of slavery, but uh, slavery is still going on around the world, by the way. Still going on. It was the way of the world back then. Uh, it still is the way of the world. But that's the sort of nonsensical stupidity that uh, gets us into trouble. When you project weakness, when you capitulate to dictators, when you capitulate to, uh, uh, you know, for instance, the socialist leader of Mexico and say, oh, my. My bad. Uh, we hate brown people, I guess. So go ahead and send uh, that fentanyl across, and don't try to, you know, make us uh, pay for that or shut down our border. That's a that's a sort of a nonsense that kind of, I guess, wraps up all of this. This idiocy that's going on in the world uh, that that projects weakness to our enemies, that uh, makes companies like SVB invest massively in stupid crap like uh, uh, equity, inclusion, and diversity, and all of that. It's it's all about, I guess, some sort of liberal, white, self-loathing guilt about everything. That's what it is. And I'm not going to play the game anymore. To be quite, I'm just not, I, I haven't ever played it, but I'm not going to play it. And I'm going to do everything I can to say, uh, if you bank with an institution or your kid is considering going to a college or, or you're considering working at some place and you see on their profile their uh, dedication to diversity, equity, and inclusion, equity particularly, or if you see your, you know, the potential, uh, maybe the person you're going to do an interview with uh, has declared pronouns on their profile, 
don't go there. All right? Just don't go there. Don't send your kid to that school. Uh, don't put your money in that bank. And don't get hired by that company because it's just a giant Charlie Foxtrot. And fortunately, we're starting to turn the corner on it and we're starting to expose it. Unfortunately, uh, it's costing a lot of people a whole lot of money. A whole lot of money. Now, I'm going to share with you in the next uh, break here <clears throat> the amount of money that has gone from U.S. corporations to Black Lives Matter. Maybe you heard last night that SVB gave $70 million to, uh, to uh, Black Lives Matter and affiliate organizations. And you thought, oh, my God, $70 million. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, it's nothing. That, that was a drop in the bucket compared to what Wells Fargo gave. You, know, you hear what I said? $70 million. Wells Fargo, I'm going to share how much they gave to diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, a Bank of America, Ford Motor Company, Capital One, U.S. Bank. I mean, when you, you're going to sit back and you're going to go, oh, my God, if they just would have taken one uh, one thousandth of the amount of money and given it to the people of East Palestine, uh, they would have affected more people's lives in a positive fashion than donating all this money to Black Lives Matter and affiliate organizations who've only made the lives of black people worse. So that's what we start with. You better buckle in. Uh, make sure you know you have the uh, the the thing that goes down over your head. Uh, you know uh, the the safety belt uh, tied in because I don't want you flying off the show in the middle of the show because it's going to get a little bumpy and it's going to get a little bit fun. Here is the number. It is eight hundred. Hey, wait a minute. You're not tall enough to get on the ride today. Yes, you are. Everybody, no height or weight restrictions. Uh, just be smart. Eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's the Rob Carson Show. What we're witnessing is the um, the fruits of, um, I guess, this uh, woke culture. I mean, we've heard woke culture and whatnot, but also... Um, with regard to uh, just uh, the nonsense of the left, we we are uh, we are uh, seeing the fruits of, uh, of of the infantilization, the infantilization. There you go, the infantilization of American culture. And uh, I witnessed this years and years ago when I was in my twenties. I noticed how stupid uh, young men were remaining into their thirties. Uh, they they're refusing to grow up. You know, I like to use. I used to say it was uh, living a Mountain Dew commercial, well past your prime. It's like Tony Hawk is is now doing commercial for like a supplement for joints and uh and because you know, he's old now he's in his 50s and he's still on the skateboard <laughs> i mean good luck with that there tony when you fall because i'm going to tell you it's going to hurt a lot worse than when you were in your 20s but i talked about the infantilization of the culture uh, for a very long time and it, and it ruins the culture for all in a lot of different ways it makes us less prepared for conflict it makes uh, women more desperate for i don't know men who are smart and mature in their lives uh, things like that but we have this thing in the infantilization of the country where people now it would not only reject growing up but also embrace just uh 
being children, just being complete morons. And uh, we saw that with SVB and this entire uh, woke movement about diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's, uh, it's just quite simply uh, the result of the infantilization of the culture. Black Lives Matter movement and related causes received an astonishing... Are you ready for this? This is according to the Claremont Institute. An astonishing just shy of $83 billion from corporations. <laughs> This is amazing. This is amazing. So anyway, the Claremont Institute has found uh, that uh, the necessity of their report in an article published in Newsweek, where the center asserted that the 2020 BLM movement was more than just rioting and destruction. The BLM pressure campaigns, harassment, and moral blackmail also amounted to possibly the most lucrative shakedown of corporate America in its history. And they all fell for it because... They're just so, I guess they feel bad about their lot in life, and they shouldn't. It's just so stupid. As a point of reference, $83 billion is more than the GDP of 46 African countries. Maybe you could have just sent the money to, I don't know, those countries. It would have helped more black people. <laughs> in 2022, the Ford Motor Company's uh, profits were $23 billion. The sum of $82.9 million includes more than $123 million of the BLM parent organizations directly. That was from Ford Motor Company. Uh, $123 million to the Black Lives, Matter, black Lives Matter parent organizations directly. That's from Ford Motor Company. Now I feel bad I bought a Ford. So any large uh, sums of cash, Walmart, Walmart, based in Arkansas, I just did that for effect, gave a whopping $100 million in support of BLM and related causes, focusing on racial equality or equity. Man, this is what I want as I go to Walmart. And every Thursday and Sunday I go because I look for the yellow stickers for the stuff that's uh, going on clearance because it's about to go bad. So thank God I'm paying $100 million to racial equity in Walmart. And oddly enough, uh, the black people at Walmart, too, they, they, they pay the same prices that I do. It's kind of weird. Amazon gave even more, supplying the movement with an astonishing $169 million. SVB gave $73 million to uh, Black Lives Matter and a affiliate uh, organizations to promote equity and diversity and inclusion. Here's one of their stupid songs. These are employees of uh, SVB when they should be bankers and should be serious about handling your money and, and being adults because we're, we all have to be adults with our finances, right? I mean, we can't sit here across from the table with your, you know, my wife, she does our finances, and I just I could just say, honey, you know what? <clears throat> Listen, we've got like $600 left over this month for groceries and the sundry expenses. How about we give $500 of that to diversity, equity, and inclusion? I don't think she'd be down with it. But listen to this stupid video produced by employees of SVB literally within one year of it collapsing. Ruthless, so many useless meetings. Some banks will sell the souls. Some banks just feel real old. I wish they weren't so. But I still wake up. Go ahead and send that uh, video to all the people who, uh, well, they're not losing money. We're covering them.
we're covering uh, SVB. We're we're covering Signature Bank. We they, they, no matter what the deposit is, the FDIC it only guarantees two hundred fifty thousand. But you're paying for all of it. You and I are going to pay for all of it. Yeah, we are going to pay for all of it. And when you hear on the other side of this break, uh, all of the people <clears throat> involved in the SVB board of directors, uh, and the fact that only one of them knew anything about banking. You'll understand about, again, the infantilization of the culture and this uh, white guilt assuagement that is just, quite simply, stupid and really, really destructive. Also, um, a signature bank on the other side of this break. I'm going to share a seminar they just did three months ago before they completely went under, and it was about pronouns. And and literally, the president of the bank did this video with this little uh, diversity and inclusion director and uh, talked about your pronouns and how important it is. I think your pronouns now, right now, are your and screwed. Anyway, that's all coming up. Your phone calls welcome as well at 800-922-6680. billion for nonsense. Is it any wonder they failed? We'll be right back. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey guys, it's Carson. Biden's America is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one day after another. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hard. Families to the brink. Hell, just look at the price of eggs. And the digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it. I know it. And that's why I partnered with the great company Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They are six-time Inc. 500 winner, 2022 Company of the Year with thousands of five-star reviews and have helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last, only if you call them today. Qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin, so don't wait. Call 855-735-3740, 855-735-3740. That's 855-735-3740. Here's to a record-setting president, Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. A few years ago, I came up with the uh, the phrase, don't catch the stupid, with regard to uh, COVID-idiocy. Like, you know, things like, uh, if you stand six feet from somebody, you'll save your life. But if you stand within four feet, you're dead. Or uh, what else? Uh, the schools have to be closed. And a mask, a paper mask, will stop the most deadly pandemic in world history. Uh, if, that the, if that were the case, Anthony Fauci would have been wearing a hazmat suit everywhere. But instead, they say if you wear this paper mask everywhere to broadcast fear, that it'll prevent you from getting it. And I said, literally, I said, well, wearing a, a paper mask to prevent a deadly pandemic is like wearing a cowboy hat to go scuba diving. It's stupid, all right? And I said, uh, because of that, I came up with this expression, don't catch the stupid. And it means be vigilant 
just use common sense, back up from a situation when some sort of extraordinary claim is made and go, huh, that really is uh, doesn't make any sense. In fact, I would venture to say it's stupid. And and what I've discovered is since I said don't catch the stupid, there have been new variants that have been popping up. <laughs> there have been new variants popping up everywhere. And uh, and the only, I guess the only uh, vaccine uh, approved thus far would be listening to my show. How about that? How about that? You know, and every day you get a booster. What do you think about that? Is that good? Yeah, and we'll just, we don't even need to do it in your arm. We'll do it in your ears. We will give you a booster in your ears every day so you don't get the stupid. Like companies that gave to Black Lives Matter after uh, Black Lives Matter and, uh, and Antifa burned our cities and threw the world's largest temper tantrum over nothing, caused $2 billion worth of damage and 30 deaths and thousands of police officers' deaths. But all states suddenly came up with $7.7 .7 million to the cause uh, of BLM and affiliated uh, organizations. Apple gave $100 million, AT&T. 21 million. You know what? They only gave 21 million. They're racist. Uh, let's see who else. Oh, 90 million from Nike. Uh, any of that money going to Uyghur slaves? I doubt it. United Airlines, JetBlue, Southwest Airlines, while they make you ride in, uh, make you ride in an uncomfortable 18-inch wide seat, they all gave money. Bank of America, 18 million. Wells Fargo, 210 million. <laughs> <laughs> Deloitte, 85 million to BLM and affiliated groups. Asset management, a giant BlackRock, which I mean, more and more, I, they just I, they just seem to be really super evil. I'm just going to tell you. Put, are you ready for this? 810 million dollars towards BLM and related causes, while other powerful financial institutions also bankrolled the meeting, the, the movement. Capital One gave 10 million. Morgan Stanley, 30 million. Unbelievable. Prudential Financial supplied the movement and its related causes with a sum of $450 million, but was outdone by MasterCard, which gave $500 million. And uh, the last time I checked, uh, black schools were still failing, and uh, the murder rate, black-on-black -black violence with young people is still 13 times the national average. So your virtue signaling did precisely a zero. Zero. Uh, the Claremont Institute, who came up with all these figures and discovered all this uh, for the American way of life, also explained how the funds have been used. The global network is investing tens of millions of dollars to support future operations, purchasing real estate, engaging in nepotism, or derp, uh, dispersing grants to dozens of BLM chapters and revolutionary organizations, operating a pact to, quote, you ready, elect progressive community leaders activists and working class candidates fighting for black liberation there you go so there's your maoist communist revolution being bankrolled by all the uh, aforementioned institutions because they feel guilty about being born local black lives matter chapters are spending millions on activism and initiatives to defund police department black lives matter at school is indoctrinating children around the country in critical race theory and queer theory teaching them to hate themselves their peers and their country left-wing nonprofits are affecting whole-scale societal change too radical for normal legislative avenues constituting constituting i should say a shadow governance now do you understand why all this nonsense is going on now do you understand fundamentally change america <laughs> do you understand it yeah i think you do banks are issuing billions of dollars in subprime loans to help in systematic racism they did that and then in 2008 they all collapsed and barney flank he uh he came up with uh this this new bill this dodd frank bill that was supposed to prevent all this and 550 trillion million dollars of our a billion dollars of our money went to fix the banking industry and 15 years later same old stupid crap
Haven't done a damn thing. Haven't approved a single black person's life. Hasn't done anything, but they sure felt good when they did stupid videos. Corporations are funding leftist bailout funds that release violent rioters and criminals onto our streets and collaborating to create radicalized, anti-meritocratic hiring schemes. The shakedown may be viewed as a form of reparations made to self-declared enemies of the American nation and a way of life. This according to my new favorite organization, the Claremont Institute. The Claremont Institute. And here is Signature Bank, uh, the, the third largest bank failure in American history, right after Silicon Valley Bank, which failed on Friday. And then uh, the Signature Bank sa- failed on uh, over the weekend, and Barney Flank was a, uh, a board member on that, uh, on that bank's board. And here is their big seminar, their webinar on pronouns. I'm Scott Shea, chairman of Signature Bank, and it is a pleasure for me to welcome you to this multimedia, multicasted, multispatial meeting of the Pride Council. And I'm just thrilled that there are about 40 people in the room. I understand there are something like 190 people at watch parties. Wow, what a big party. Hi to you all at the watch party. That's a hell of a watch party, 190 people. Parties. And I just want to say that the Signature Bank is investing in uh, dividends that will, or in properties and whatnot that'll that'll supply its uh, shareholders' dividends. Commitment to LGBTQ. Okay, that's not no, that's not it. Plus, it's that, not something that we just discovered recently. The, mm, we were actually yeah, the first mm, bank in the United States yes. to have an openly. Uh, gay man on our board. That's huge. I mean, my God, that's earth shattering. And by the way, the first openly gay man on that board helped to drive the bank into uh, into uh, into bankruptcy. Congratulations. The first gay man on a board to drive a bank into bankruptcy. That's historic, right? Uh, you can Google it. It was Frank Salvaggio. And it made a lot of press. And actually, we were surprised because the funny thing is, it, it wasn't really all that relevant to becoming a board member. Yeah, it really, it really isn't actually at all relevant. It's kind of stupid, actually. And uh, consequently, American uh, taxpayers are on the hook for it. Here's Jim Cotter. Hey, Silicon. It's a slow jam. Valley Bay. Jim Gossett. It's no wonder. You went in the tank Your bank failed And now you're through Cause being woke was hard on you Hard on you Please tell me why (laughs) We should bail you out We shouldn't when East Palestine must do without. Oh, not a damn dime. You do not deserve a dime. You should all be doing time. 1,000%. 1,000%. It's just amazing. Government could fail and fail and fail. They spent a half a trillion dollars of your money in 2008 to, to uh, guarantee this would never happen again. And then a bank had the audacity to hire the damned guy whose name was on the bill to watch it fail again. Washington, D.C. never fixes anything. And you ended up being, paying for it. 
It honestly is just so, just so stupid. Only one member of the failed SVB board had a career in investment banking, and the rest were Obama, Clinton, mega donors who grieved when Trump won, including one who went to a Shinto shrine to pray. You're kind of like Hunter Biden being on the board of Burisma. Doesn't matter. It's just somebody on the board to to steal some more money. Prolific contributor to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, this uh, this uh, Tom King, 63 years old, and even Hillary Clinton mega donor who prayed at a Shinto shrine when uh, Donald Trump won the presidential election in 2016. He's been uh, focused on woke issues in the past. When the bank fell on Friday, it touted that its board included one black, one LGBTQ plus member and two veterans. It also noted that its board had 45% women, but only one board un- uh, member of the board is under the age of 60, the oldest 78. The other were donors to the former House Speaker Pelosi, Clinton, Obama, and Joe Biden made contributions to a political action campaigns for Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Mark Warner, a longtime member of a powerful Senate banking committee. So the, uh, this, the, the bank's money were used to support Democrats and Democrat causes, and uh, it's, it's, of course, not tenable um, with regard to a business model. But that doesn't matter because they knew they'd get bailed out. They knew they'd get uh, bailed out. Ridiculous. Uh, Phil Cox, who sits on the governing board for NextGen CyberTel, a nonprofit that provides a platform to increase diversity and inclusion in cybersecurity, according to its online profile. Uh, Kate Mitchell, who co-founded the Nat- National Venture Capitalist Association Initiative, Venture Forward, which focuses on advancing opportunities for women and unrepresented minorities in the venture ecosystem. Well, guess what? All of those minorities are out of a job today. Good job. Good job. And then there's this. I know I'm giving you a lot. But, you know, I'm kind of uh, armed to the teeth with show prep today. SVB 2022 Environmental, Social, and Governments Board uh, report listed ethnic, racial, and sexual hiring quotas in pursuit of its own stated diversity, equity, and inclusion. Joe Biden just signed an executive order to make this all of this nonsense, the way of the federal government. And look what it did to SVB and Signature. You think that's going to do that to our government? Oh, hell yeah. That's probably the goal. In fact, I'd venture to say it is the goal. Uh, the report listed, uh, to they wanted to increase uh, women in senior leadership glo- roles globally. Fine, as long as they're qualified, but that doesn't matter as, far, as long as you're being equitable. Increase black and African-American representation in the U.S. senior leadership roles. Increase Hispanic and Latinx representation in U.S. senior leadership roles. And by the way, Hispanic people hate Latinx. But you know what? These are a bunch of white people who are trying to assuage their guilt for being born, so they're just going to go ahead and speak for the Latino community. That's what they do. What a giant Charlie Foxtrot. SVB's uh, report uses the term unrepresented, un- un- underrepresented individuals as a euphemism for those it defines as women, black, and Latinx. Uh, the insolvent bank characterizes itself as committed to meritocracy despite openly declaring its commitment to personal and supplier selections based on ethnicity, race, and sex. The ESG report includes terms like trans, non-binary, white, de- uh, while denying humanity's division into two sexes. There is a clear opportunity to improve representation across all le- levels, especially for women, black, African-American, and Hispanic Latinx individuals in se- senior leadership. And all of this means nothing because the bank is insolvent. 
it's in here. Here's some of their uh, their uh, SVB declare declares its support for LGBTQ individuals uh, and highlights its provision in its health care. It, it, they, they provide transgender reassignment surgery and uh, in its benefit package. Yeah. Package, kind of a weird thing to say if you're transitioning from male to female. Uh, we offer our inclusive family building benefit for every path to parenthood, including for single parents by choice, LBGTQ individuals and couples, and no cho- those choosing to preserve their fertility. To preserve their fertility, our benefits offer option and surrogacy services, among other family benefits, and cover transgender reassignment surgery. And you can even take what they remove and put it in a safety deposit box at the bank, I guess. Just keep it for later. Don't think that can be reattached. It also mentions climate 119 times, talks about being carbon neutral. The only way to do that is to stop breathing. Uh, In a section entitled Advancing the Transition to a Sustainable Low-Carbon World, SVB's ESG report adds uh, climate strategy responsibility to one of its executive officers. So this is one of the reasons this turd of a bank went under, and Joe Biden just signed all of this into law, into policy for the United States government. You do the math. Clearly, the people at FBB and Signature don't know how to do math. Let's take a break and come back. Gary, you'll be next. This is The Rob Carson Show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's The Rob Carson Show. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. A little Jimmy for you. Turn that up a little. Let's Crosstown traffic. I uh, I love it. I love it. All right, so we we found out that eighty nine billion dollars of corporate money went to Black Lives Matter and affiliate groups <laughs> after the summer of twenty twenty. So a tempered tantrum literally resulted in adults buying the kids candy. I always say, you know, the candy aisle kids, uh, they're uh, they, they created the candy aisle for uh, the generation after mine, uh, Generation X is my generation. And they used to you go to the grocery store and you're riding in the back of the cart and your mom's steering and you go to the candy on there or the the uh, check out and all the aisles used to have candy because uh, when i was growing up if your kid wanted candy uh they'd say oh, i want a candy bar and your mom would say uh no and then you say oh, what are you doing she's you know what i'm gonna give you a smack on the butt when we get to the car you're not getting candy and uh you know that's what happened and then uh, along about i guess what uh, maybe mid 90s they got these non-candy aisles for parents who couldn't parent their children and couldn't say no and so i use that as kind of a metaphor for adult children throwing a tantrum and then adults capitulating and giving $90 billion to Black Lives Matter and affiliate uh, organizations to assuage some sort of guilt that they shouldn't have because they didn't do anything wrong. But that said, uh, here is uh, Al Sharpton talking with Sheila Jackson Lee, who's not a very bright person. If if they were going to uh, convert our energy grid to intelligence power, uh, she wouldn't be able to she wouldn't be able to light a light bulb, not even a Christmas tree bulb, talking about uh, prioritizing diversity, equity, and inclusion. And anybody who said otherwise is doing the devil's work. Corporate America of goodwill are telling me in the United States Congress, please don't get rid of DEI. Uh, Rev, you know I come from a state that a governor announced that he wants to get rid of it. And three of our major universities, majority universities, with minorities in those universities or attending, have indicated that they'll stop looking at diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah, because it's all a communist, Maoist bunch of crap. In, in hiring. 
We're outraged about it, and the state legislature, Democrats, uh, state black legislators, Hispanic legislators are going to give. Sheila Jackson Lee did not need diversity, equity, and inclusion. He, she just had a lot of stupid voters. Them, uh, if you will, a cup full and are trying to work on legislation. This is a disease. It is dangerous, oh, yeah. devilish, uh, and it steps on the very principles of the 14th Amendment of equal protection of the law and uh, the independence, Declaration of Independence, that speaks about equality in this nation. It is an outrage. Oh, yeah, the old uh, Declaration of Independence that talks about equality in America. Yeah, that's, that's definitely an affront to that. No, not really. You don't know hell what you're talking about. But, you know, that doesn't stop uh, Democrats from spouting this stupid nonsense. Oh, by the way, uh, 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 Signature Bank, you remember that, uh, that seminar on gender neutral pronouns? Uh, they included uh, Z and her, H-I-R, uh, in case you were wondering. Yeah, and then and then there's this: assets of U.S. banks are worth a massive two trillion dollars less than their accounts report, and two hundred banks could be at risk if customers rush to withdraw. Leading academics are warning. What did I say yesterday about this? I said that the United States government right now, Joe Biden, has no compelling interest to keep banks from collapsing so the fdic aka the federal government can rush in and take over them and then usher in things like digital currency which means they have control over your money and if you speak out against i don't know black lives matter you know they'll just turn the spigot off on your checking account i'm not kidding that's the way they do it in china that's the way they do it in China. And in case you missed it two years ago, a year and a half ago, Joe Biden nominated a radical Russian communist to be the comptroller of banks. And her goal was to eliminate private banking. She failed. They didn't stop. Let's take a break and come back. We've got much to move on to that I think you're going to enjoy, including uh, new charges against the Biden family, getting lots of money from China. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. No crooked establishment. None of that twisting the truth. No talking down don't to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell, tell me how to think. think. They let, let me decide. Newsmax. Real news. For real people. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
It is our number two on this here radio show and uh, podcast, by the way. It's a podcast. Yeah, I know. It's a podcast. Uh, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen <clears throat> for the podcast, and you can share it with others. It has all the uh, comedy and whatnot, all of the interviews, and, uh, and of course, um, uh, observations about uh, all the stuff that's going on in the world. And right now, you know, it looks, uh, it looks pretty crappy. Because there are a lot of people in charge, a very deep swamp in charge of the country, and that very deep swamp just decided to use your money to bail out two banks that uh, fell apart. Fell apart. SVB, and there's another one. That was the second largest bank collapse in the country's history, and the third one was actually uh, Signature Bank. It didn't happen over the weekend. So the second and third largest bank collapse in U.S. history happened over the weekend. Where are the news stories on it? Where are the news stories on it? Joe Biden said he wasn't going to bail out the banks. He's bailing out those banks. The FDIC is coming into all of these banks and taking them over. That's it. That means a government takeover of banks. This is what Donald. This is what uh, Joe Biden wanted to do. That's why they nominated Saul Amarova as the comptroller of the currency two years ago. Everything, everything on their mind, you can tell by the people that they nominate. They just try to nominate a radical leftist censorship moron for the FCC, and she backed out. So they're trying to cut down, shut down communication, and then they're shutting down banks, or at least precipitating bank failures, so the government can sweep in. I know it sounds very conspiratorial, but these are the same people who lied to you about Hunter Biden's laptop, and the Wuhan virus origin, and the Trump-Russia collusion, and the southern border, and uh, you know the, the vaccine, and school closings, and masks, and where the virus came from. But you could trust them on this, right? No, you can't. You can't. They lied about January the 6th. They lied. They covered up 44,000 hours of video. They gave it to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson used the story for about a day and then was shut down. And we haven't heard anything about it. The biggest story of the year for Fox News. None of the other anchors really carried it. Only Tucker Carlson. And then on Tuesday of last week, one week ago today, story completely disappeared. No mention of it at all last night. So what I need you to do, Tucker, is tell us, did you not find anything else? Did you not find anything else in that 44,000 hours of video that you, you uh, uh, shot the wad on Monday with all of you, the, the discoveries you got? Is that it? Or did somebody shut you down? Huh. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting. You know what else is interesting? Today on Newsmax at 3 o'clock Eastern, Donald Trump's got a speech, a rally in, uh, in Iowa. I'm going to be watching it because he said some really good stuff over the weekend in Iowa that I'm going to share here very shortly. But DirecTV got rid of Newsmax and OAN, the two networks that reliably carry Trump rallies. OAN carried Trump rally uh, last this weekend. Newsmax is covering the one today. Fox News just carried the CPAC speech on, on, its, on its website. And right now, the only conservative network standing on DirecTV is Fox News, and Fox News is going left. So what do you want to do? Well, I, first of all, I would uh, consider watching the Newsmax today. And then just making Newsmax your de facto channel. Because uh, you're not going to get the crap like you're getting on Fox. And then this is the latest example of it. And by the way, Fox is completely down with uh, uh, defeating Donald Trump in 2024. They're going to do everything they can to ignore him or wreck him. Because he's not their candidate. Rupert Murdoch, uh, Paul Ryan on the board of directors, please, please. Ronna McDaniel still in charge of the Republican Party, even though 85% of voters said they didn't want her in there anymore. Tell me what that adds up to. 
it adds up to a bunch of people who are going to continue to try to destroy Donald Trump. And now the uh, Republicans are openly hostile to Donald Trump, which means I'm voting for Donald Trump. You know, because he hasn't lied to me. He's a liar. No, he's not. You're a liar. You're full of crap. He lost a billion dollars while he was the president of the United States. Joe Biden, oh, we just find out in 2016, he got like $3 million, $3 million from the Chinese Communist Party. Jim Comer said that. And the, the feces is about to hit the fan on that, too, by the way. About to hit the fan. Here's Steve Bannon. I love Steve Bannon. Uh, you know, he could shave every once in a while. He looks usually pretty homeless on his, uh, on his broadcast. He did clean up well for CPAC, by the way. I guess he kind of looks like me uh, in my studio in the morning someday. Here he is talking about, uh, about what's happening in this country with regard to bank bailouts and bank takeovers by the government. And I will play it. Here we go. And now. Uh, Ackman has already said that the government's got to step in here and actually do a bailout. Your taxpayer dollars to bail out the elites in Silicon Valley who don't give a crap about you who deplatform you, who look down their nose at you, who laugh at you when they're making all their stock options and all their warrants, everything kicks in. Your betters, your betters, all these all these arrogant, yep. uh, you know, digital nomads, yep. right, that just sit there and mock and ridicule everything you stand for. Well, now they ain't mocking and ridiculing. They're going to come to the deplorables like they always do, like they did back in 2008. And here's the thing. you're gonna ha- They're going to have to prove the case of the contagion that's just going to spread or if it's just not systemic in the fact that these banks and these financial institutions have not been properly managed. Yeah. It looks like First Republic Bank people are talking about it already. I think the stock down 60%. Also, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ackman has already said that the government's got to step in here and actually do a bailout. You're ta- yeah, and that's what's happening. And it isn't a bailout. It's a takeover. It's a government takeover. Barney Frank, uh, he co-authored the Dodd-Frank Act to tighten banking regulations in 2008, the financial crisis. He's under fire because he's in uh, his role in the latest U.S. banking disaster. Here's a guy who who literally, I mean, in in, uh, in the uh, 2008, literally took our tax money and uh, did a $550 billion bailout for banks, a crisis that was caused by the subprime lending debacle that was uh, sponsored by the U.S. government, $550 $550 billion, and here we are 15 years later, and he's on the board of a bank that goes belly up over the weekend. Unbelievable. 82-year-old Democrat on the board of directors at Signature Bank, a New York lender that was shut down by state regulators over the weekend, becoming the industry's third major casualty since SVB Bank was abruptly shuttered on Friday and the crypto-focused Silvergate Capital shut down a week early. And I would venture to say there are people pulling the strings behind the scenes to collapse these banks so the FDIC can ride in and uh, take over the customers' accounts and insure them to whatever amount of money they have, particularly with regard to Silicon Valley, because all of those people, all of those depositors vote Democrat, and they want to make sure that their coffers are completely full so they have money to give to the Democrat Party when they're running for office. Don't even doubt me on this. Don't even doubt me on this. But, you know, ESG Bank was really a good bank. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, they had an outstanding ESG rating, which means that they were very green. But no chief risk operator. 
SVP hired a woke board obsessed with diversity, invested $5 billion for a healthier planet, and held a nationwide month-long pride celebration, but failed to spot glaring problems with the investments. This is it, yeah. Executives at SVP focused on woke, woke initiatives to increase diversity among its ranks and invest in startups promoting a healthier planet, but failed to spot its glaring problems with investments as interest rates rose. So they were focusing on neat stuff like this. Now, I'm going to ask you this. If you've got, I don't know, your uh, retirement savings in a bank account, probably not a good idea, but if you had a good substantial amount of money into in a bank and uh, it went belly up because of stupid ESG nonsense and, uh, and this uh, uh, equity inclusion nonsense as well, would you care? Would you really give a crap if your bank was doing this? This is actually a video from SVB Bank. I love access to innovation because of what it stands for. Giving access to opportunities such as training, such as financing, introductions that people would not necessarily get. This is part of a initiative that everyone is committed to from the CEO down. It's meaningful work that has to be done. My name is Beatriz Acevedo. I'm Dave Salvan, and I'm happy to be a part of that. Yes, because they are black, black and Latinx. Yeah, the the uh, the board uh, at this stupid bank they use the expression Latinx, which Latinos and Latinas absolutely hate because it's woke nonsense. But SVB, in its, uh, it said in its 2022 ESG reports that the bank strives to create a more just, equitable, sustainable world. Among the initiatives included in the report are a commitment to providing at least $5 billion by 2027 in loans, investments, and other fin- financing to support clients' sustainability business, which will do a face plant, by the way. The windmill industry is going bankrupt. They're too expensive to maintain. They don't produce enough juice. They're a joke. SVP's Sustainable Finance Commitment aims to support companies that are working to decarbonize the energy and infrastructure industries and hasten the transition to a sustainable, low-carbon, net-zero emissions economy. I would recommend to uh, Democrats the best way to uh, get to net-zero is to stop breathing. It's just it's one of those things because that's carbon. I'm just offering a suggestion to Capitol Hill Democrats. If you want to save the planet, stop breathing right away. It also notes the bank implemented a diverse candidate slate for U.S. leadership roles and introduced its very first six employee research groups for Asian, Black, Hispanic, LGBTQ, veteran, military, and female employees. And all of that means precisely D-word for Richard when you just lost all your money. It introduced measurable diversity goals for its senior leadership positions to strengthen the hiring and talent development initiatives. This is faculty lounge gobbledygook. And when they use this kind of language, they're distracting from the giant turd that they are making in the banking industry. So uh, strengthen hiring and tech talent development initiatives meant to create paths to professional advancement, especially for women, black, African-American and Hispanic Latinx individuals. Our long history of serving this sector has enabled us to seize opportunities to build a better world. And this report highlights our efforts, progress, and commitment to transparency and accountability. Well, they weren't too uh, transparent about how bad, in what bad financial straits they were in. And everybody knew about it. Uh, Even earlier this year, starting in January, they knew the thing was going to collapse. By the time the uh, bank collapsed Friday, SVB's board included one black, one LGBTQ plus member and two veterans.
Among those were Phil Cox, who sits on the governing board for NextGen Cyber Talent, a nonprofit that provides a platform to increase diversity and inclusion in cybersecurity sector, according to his online profile. And all of that means nothing. When you give someone your money to manage, who gives a damn? I'm going to tell you this. We're going to go to your calls in a second. Fran, you hold on. John, you hold on. You guys will be next, okay? If your bank, if your potential place of employment, if your alma mater, if a prospective school that you're considering sending your kid to supports ESG or the DEI inclusion nonsense, go in the other direction. I did that with my alma mater, Northwest Missouri State, where most of the broadcast instructors now have their pronouns on their page. I have no interest in being part of that institution anymore. And if your bank is spewing this nonsense, move your money. And if your retirement account is spewing this nonsense, move your money. And if your alma mater is, and if the place your kid is considering going to school is, send them somewhere else. Because it is a recipe for disaster. Let's take a break, shall we? This is The Rob Carson Show. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's The Rob Carson Show. Here's a headline that I sat on from uh, last week. Americans feeling gloomier about their finances. Just 31% believe their situation will improve over the next year. The lowest figure since 2010. Yeah, this is a, uh, a Fannie Mae survey. Shows a growing unease about financial outlook. 31% believe their finances will improve over the next year. Concerns about potential job losses are rising amid economic uncertainty. But the people who had uh, deposits at SVB Bank who reliably vote Democrat are perfectly doing fine. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I'm going to give you some news that will make your head explode coming up here. It looks like, and CBS News concurs, that uh, Anthony Fauci sent tens of millions of dollars directly to the Wuhan lab, and they even double-billed us. Yeah, I know. Isn't that nice? I mean, I mean, we're usually if you're going to get screwed this bad, you get taken out to dinner, a bottle of wine, nice dinner, you know, you, you, maybe some dancing or whatever, you know, then some sort of protection, uh, you know, once you get back. And then, but no, 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 we got screwed completely. Yeah, yeah, it looks like uh, it's continuing. It's continuing. Unbelievable. Uh, let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz. Buster, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. Hey, great uh Jim Gossett, man, I love that on the road. Boy, <laughs> no, he's <isn't> wonderful. <laughs> yes. And, uh, man, Trump, number one on the charts, yeah? Oh, yeah. Isn't that crazy uh, that the, the January 6th, uh, Donald Trump reading the Pledge of Allegiance and the January 6th protesters singing the national anthem every night that they do at 9 o'clock in their hour of need, in their three years, going on three years of, of bondage, of, uh, of denial of their trials, singing number one on iTunes, beating Miley Cyrus. Do you hear that, Democrats? That is a train a-coming, and it's going to knock you on your ass. Uh, go ahead and continue your thoughts there, Buster. Oh, real quick, while you said, you know, I had to cut loose a couple friends. They really upset me because they thought that those people, 
They were saying they belong in jail. Man, I cut them guys loose. Democrats. Yeah. I don't need people like that. You know, know, now the truth is coming out. But anyway, what, I, what I'm asking you, Rob, is, okay, I come up with a lot of this on my own. I'm not a computer guy. I think things out. Listen to a lot of stations, you, Glenn, Fack, all kinds of guys. But my point, my question is, I'm thinking a lot of this has to do with modern monetary theory, which is the printing of money, no backing. Fiat money, monopoly money. Now, you hit on it real quick. I heard you say something. I wish you'd elaborate. I got the same feeling that what might be happening is the banks, and I'm bringing the Fed in on this because they're responsible too. Is it possible they are trying to get back the all that money they foolishly lent out and put out in the market in loans? No. Can you elaborate? No, they don't even care. They don't care about that. They, they don't care. That was a payoff. That was a shakedown. Buster, they don't give a crap about the fraud associated with, uh, with uh, COVID and, uh, and, and PPP. and what. They don't give a crap about it. The only way that they'll possibly give a crap about it is uh, if small businesses got PPP, then the government might attempt to go after them with their 85,000 new IRS agents. But this uh, COVID relief was a giant, massive payoff to the political donor class of the Democrat Party. So that's, I think you're not, you're not on the mark on this one i don't think you're on the mark on this one but i do believe this this is an attempt to take over the banks banking sector the banking industry as 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 i said they tried to do that when saul amarova was a candidate to be the the controller of the comp the currency and she wanted to put the uh, private banks out of business so i appreciate your phone call gotta go to john in parkville john welcome to the show what's your thoughts my friend Okay, let's go to Fran. Fran in Ellicott City. Fran, go ahead. Okay, what I'm calling about are the tapes with Tucker. Yes. I want you to know Tucker is my favorite person on Fox yeah. News. Yeah. And I cut out watching. I used to have it on all day. I cut it down to two shows, Tucker and Laura, after what they pulled on that uh, debate with Trump back in 16. Yep. Now, the conservatives have built up that Fox network. It's time for all of the conservatives to take and send emails into Fox. Since yep. they're censoring the truth, that we're not going to watch Fox anymore. Yep. We're going to go back to Newsmax, which is what I have been doing. Fran, I appreciate your phone call. And, you know, here's the thing. I, I, uh, Chris Ruddy, the owner of Newsmax, doesn't tell me what I can say and what I can't say. And, and I do a show that is a, a, a compute, it is a commentary show and a comedy show. But I do cover the news from my perspective. And I've never been told, you got to stay away from this, you got to stay away from that. What happened at Tuck, Tucker Carlson's show? I don't give a crap. I think it's on Fox. You make the biggest story in Fox history on Monday and forget it ever happened the rest of the week and today and yesterday. Somebody's being played. Somebody's shut down. Release the footage so we can all see it. This is the Rob Carson Show. Stick around. Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's the Rob Carson Show. We have a special guest, Dr. Derek Maltz Sr. He is a former director of special ops of the DEA. Here he is a year ago on Dr. Phil's show. And as the former director 
of the DEA Special Ops. You've been keeping really close eyes on this crisis since you retired in 2014, correct? Yes, sir, Dr. Phil. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And the families around America appreciate it as well because we need to spread the awareness. Too many people are mistaking this for an opioid addiction. This is a mass poisoning, killing our kids at record levels. And by the way, Dr. Phil, I'd like to say, it's not a red or a blue issue. It's a red, white, and blue issue. And all Americans should care about the kids that are dying. Now, I said months and months ago, last year, maybe the year before, that this was a poisoning. This was a poisoning. You don't disguise a, a drug as a popular uh, uh, prescription med and, and, and embed the deadly poison in it unless you're planning on murdering people. That is China. China is doing this, and they're doing it through the cartels in Mexico, and they're making the death of a loved one of yours really, really cheap. Derek Maltz joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello and welcome to the show, sir. Glad to have you on. Rob, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I was looking at your uh, Twitter feed, and uh, one of the things that I thought was uh, pretty remarkable is the cost of uh, one of these pills that could kill your child. Uh, how much does a, a fentanyl pill, a, a one disguised as something else, what's, what's the going rate? Is it 20 bucks, 30 bucks? How much is it there, uh, Derek Maltz? Well, in America, it's, it can go for 10 bucks, 20, 30, 40, but in the Indian reservation in Montana, it's like $140. But here's the point, Rob. It only costs less than 15 cents to make in Mexico. Uh, yep. And then the wholesale is like in Los Angeles last week, they still seized a million pills. During the undercover operation, they were buying the fentanyl for 75 cents a pill. So do the math, and you can see how this is a multi-billion dollar industry just from selling poisonous deadly pills that are killing our kids at hysteric levels you were at the uh, dea the director of special operations make some sense of this for me because well, why have we not seen psas why don't we see war on drugs why don't we see this is your brain on drugs why isn't the federal government screaming from the rooftop that one hundred eight thousand people died of uh, drug overdoses last year 70 plus percent of them are are uh, people who uh, od'd on fentanyl and most of those are kids most of those the largest the fastest growing number of uh, people who are dying from overdoses are are 14 and younger. Explain to me why this is happening. Okay, several things. Number one, I testified on March 1st. Go watch the video on how I went off on Congress about the history of this evolution of the Chinese selling and embalming our country with synthetic drugs. It started over 10 years ago with K2 spice and bath salts coming from the labs yes. in China. Then they went yes. to fentanyl around 2012. That continued for many years. And then they transferred uh, the business to the cartels with the chemicals down into Mexico where they're producing these, these deadly drugs. But the reason is, Rob, it's real simple, because this administration is very soft on crime. They don't want to talk about China. They don't want to talk about the cartels, because this administration has created a wide-open, porous border, and the cartels are taking advantage of it. But unfortunately, the kids are dying at record levels. 
I'm going to tell you, I know more families who have been impacted by the death of someone because of a fentanyl overdose than I do uh, people who died of COVID exclusively. I don't know anybody who died of COVID exclusively. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, and I mean, I know hundreds and hundreds and, and thousands of people potentially. I don't know anybody who died of COVID, but I know some families who've lost someone to a fentanyl OD. Um, How big is this? How big is it going to get? And how do we stop this? Because our government is apparently down with China and the cartels making a bleak ton of money while China literally murders people. Well, a lot of questions, but let me try to address this. Number one, I deal with thousands of families around America supporting all these nonprofit groups. They're working like an army of families to get messages out because the White House is asleep. Department of Education, forget about them, non-existent. And the CDC can't even produce accurate statistics. When I was testifying, I called out the White House and asked them to get an awareness campaign with the PSAs, with professional athletes, role models, celebrities, social media influencers to get to the kids. The kids are not watching mainstream media, cable news. They're not listening to podcasts. We've got to get to them. But unfortunately, they're not identifying even the issue as a crisis. Meanwhile, it's going to get worse because the production labs, it's off the charts in Mexico. That's why we're seeing so many seizures at the border and in America. But really, Rob, at this point, if you had a massive leak in your house and the plumber came over, he would shut down the main valve right away. Then you deal with the leak. But guess what? We have a massive flood in America of deadly pills, and they need to be shut down in Mexico. So if we need to use the U.S. military, yes. stop saying they're not terrorists. Because guess what? There's never been a terrorist organization in the history of the country killing this many kids. So it's time to shut down the production labs in Mexico. Derek, I, I had mentioned this uh, uh, months ago. I said that we need to send in special forces. We need to paint targets. We need to drone strike. We need to uh, uh, serve uh, air, uh, air-to-ground missiles. We need to do whatever it takes uh, to take out not only the manufacturing plants, but also the the assets of the drug lords. And I would also venture to say uh, corrupt uh, government agencies, uh, if not paint and explode, uh, uh, work with uh, Mexican authorities to shut them down. Also, I would tell Mexico, no travel, no trade until you shut down the border. We give you one week to get this figured out. What do you think? Well, great ideas, but here's the thing. Number one, Janeiro Garcia Luna convicted in federal court this past month, working with Sinaloa Cartel, taking millions of dollars in bribes, and he's not the only one. We also arrested the secretary, the former secretary of defense, who was running the army in Mexico for getting involved with the cartels. But here's the thing. We have to understand that right now AMLO, he just lied last week and said they don't manufacture fentanyl in Mexico. Meanwhile, he he didn't even remember in February he had a press conference announcing the largest ever fentanyl lab seizure in Mexico. So here's the message to America. We can never rely on the corrupt, soft-on-crime leaders in Mexico to save American kids. We have to save them ourselves. And if it means going down there and taking the kind of action that we spoke about, what is more important than protecting our future generation? That's what I'd like to know. It's absolutely right. And um, uh, let me ask you this. Why is China in it? 
Well, I mean, you know, we know that the Mexican cartels are making a money hand over fist. We know that China okay. is sending. Uh, tell me, why is China doing this? Are they are they just attempting, like they did with uh, COVID, to uh, to injure America, to take America down? I believe that's why COVID. Well, go ahead. So basically, they have an unrestricted warfare. They're going to use all tools in the toolbox to destabilize uh, and undercut their adversary. U.S. is a big adversary. But they know America's very soft right now. They saw what happened in Afghanistan. So they're going to use the chemicals that are made in labs in China, and they're going to bomb the country. Instead of bombing us with B-52s and putting military on the ground, they're going to kill our kids. Who's going to be the future leaders in America if we're losing 100000 a year? This has been going on a long time, and they're very smart. And by the way, Rob, one thing yes. that no one's talking about, and I deal with this every day, the Chinese kids that are here on visas are picking up millions of dollars every week, every day from the cartels. They're laundering all the cartel money, and the Chinese businessmen are taking the cash in America, buying property, real estate, land. And that's why you've heard recently about the U.S. national security apparatus is concerned that the Chinese are buying property near our military bases. They're doing this. A lot of these transactions are in cash. Because they don't, they can't export cash out of China. There's limitations, fifty grand a year or whatever it is. The point is, it's it's not just a drug crisis. It's certainly not just an opioid crisis. Right now, if you want to go buy xylazine, which is a horse tranquilizer that's that's eating people up from the inside and out, causing amputations and all kinds of stuff, that's yes. being mixed in fentanyl all throughout the country. You they can you can buy it online now. Chinese websites, one dollar to ten dollars a kilogram. And then they mix it in the poisonous fentanyl, and they create the pills now in our backyard here. So it's madness. It's about the money for the Mexicans. It's about the money for the criminals in America. But the Chinese, much more nefarious reasons, and unrestricted warfare is coming and it's continuing. Now they're putting out uh, adenitazine, nitazine, isonitazine, which are much more potent than fentanyl, and that's being produced in these Chinese Wuhan-style labs. Just where the COVID came from. That Unbelievable. It's Unbelievable. biological warfare, but yet America is not telling the public the truth. I tell you, uh, when, when when that Chinese spy balloon flew over the country, I remember I, I saw it a few months ago, and I my blood ran cold. It did. I stopped, and I went, oh, my God. And it made me realize, uh, first of all, I, I was worried about electromagnetic pulse, which is one of the ways I think that our enemies will go after us to shut down everything. You think your little your cell phone uh, will save your life, and you'll be able to communicate. It, it'll, be, it'll be worthless. Worthless, worthless, worthless as Confederate currency if that sort of thing happens. But I said, I said, this isn't the beginning of something. This is the end of something. China, by flying that balloon over, is showing the rest of the world they're winning. They're way ahead. World War III began a long time ago. What do you think about that, Derek? 100%. You're right on point. It's a different war. They're using technology. They're using actual chemicals. This is not what we're used to. That's why even our, our Congress, like, they're reluctant to call the cartels terrorists because it doesn't fit in the 1920 definition that State Department came up with, what a terrorist organization is. Well, this is a terrorist in the year 2023. We have people disappearing in Mexico because they dump them in acid. They chop off heads. They dismember bodies. It's the most ruthless, violent people in the world. And they're right at our southern border. But yet our Congress and our people don't want to call them terrorists because, hey, look, I was testifying in Congress uh, in Ohio five years ago, four years ago, 
with Sarah Carter from Fox News. And we yeah. got almost a unanimous um, ruling by the Congress out there to declare them terrorists. Of course, President Trump wanted to do it, but the swamp rats and the monsters in the Beltway, they, they convinced them not to do it because they don't understand. They didn't take the time to learn. I watched this evolving over 10 years ago. We briefed Eric Holder in 2014 on Operation Deadly Merchant to make sure he understood, as the leader of the Department of Justice, this perfect storm of death and destruction that was coming to America from China. Let me ask you this. We're talking to uh, Derek uh, Maltz, uh, former director of special operations of the DEA. Uh, Trump is the president. You're back in the DEA. What do you do on day one? Well, for one, we have to go down there and put the ultimatum at the leaders in Mexico. We have to explain to them what's happening, why it's happening, and we need them to support us. If they're not going to support us, we have to tell them what options we're going to have left, and we have to be strong. Right now, we have soft-on-crime leaders in Mexico and corruption everywhere. We have soft-on-crime leaders north of uh, the border and corruption everywhere, by the way. And our kids are dying. So we have to be aggressive. We can no longer sit back and think this is like somebody else's issue because the kid took an opioid pill. Right now, let me just say this, Rob. America is facing really tough times. The kids are depressed. They have anxiety. Anxiety is on the rise. They're smoking is very potent marijuana now that's screwing up their brains. But here's the point. They're turning to pills for help. They're not even being told. So you have to have an aggressive government public you know, awareness campaign. Like you said before, the PSAs, the professional athletes, the role models, we have to put it on steroids. We need an Operation Warp Speed type response like we had for COVID. Why is it acceptable? I'd fire the CDC director tomorrow if you yes. can't produce reliable stats on fentanyl deaths. Right now, yeah. we have inconsistent reporting. We have everybody doing their own thing. There's no uniform reporting. The resources are lacking. But then the families were doing rallies out there, putting up billboards, nonprofits. They're getting really tired at the government lack of response. Yeah, we're going to have to do something. We're going to have to do something about it, and it's going to have to be very big, and it's going to have to be very destructive to those in New Mexico who are perpetrating this upon us and the people in China who are doing it as well. I appreciate your time today, Derek Maltz. Where can people find you on social media? Well, right now, Derek Maltz underscore senior at Twitter. I have a YouTube channel. I have all the different sites. Derek Maltz, just put my name in. You'll find me. And I'm putting out the facts. I'm not putting out BS. I'm not putting out embellished information. I deal with law enforcement every day in this country, and I'm here to support not only the families, but the law enforcement that are not Derek, Derek, we got to run, but I'm going to tell you, you're, you're going to be our go-to. You're going to be our man as far as uh, the fentanyl crisis in Mexico. Uh, you're going to be our guy. Is that okay? Of course, yes. Thank you All right, for having bro. me. I appreciate uh, it. I love it. D-E-R-E-K-M-A-L-T-Z. Just Google it. You'll find it. Derek, have a glorious day. God bless you, my friend. This is the Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Uh, definitely Derek uh, Maltz, uh, outstanding. D-E-R-E-K, Derek, obviously Maltz, M-A-L-T-Z. If you want to uh, Google him and uh, get a hold of his uh, YouTube channel, it's fascinating. And uh, we got to fight, guys. we got to fight for our kids. Uh, real quick, a former college football player working this year as a trainer with the St. Louis Battlehawks and the D.C. Defenders has died. Just died. Ben Siegfried, 22, died on Thursday, according to statements from the XFL. XFL owner Dwayne The Rock Johnson expressed condolences. 
He uh, he played college ball at Lebanon Valley State in Pennsylvania. He was 23 years old. No cause of death yet. But there's a lot of these athletes dying uh, suddenly, right, isn't there? I mean, did this happen five years ago? Uh, minor league baseball player and one-times Met pitching prospect Matt Pobareko died of a heart attack on Friday a week ago. He was 31. He was 31 years old. Yeah. The news was first reported by the MLB Insider. Yeah, he died. He was uh, 31 years old. Oh, and did, did this happen over the weekend? South African rapper Costa Titch. Well, I'm a huge fan. I download his music all the time. No, I never heard of him. 27, dies after collapsing on stage in front of a crowd during a performance of the Ultra Music Festival. 27 years old, just dies. Just dies in front of everybody. Heart just stops. I don't know. It's kind of weird, wouldn't you say? Oh, and then there's this. Uh, Catherine Harridge, who's a real reporter, uh, I, I've met her a couple times. She's awesome. She kicks butt. She works for CBS now. She was the only mainstream media player who did a report on Hunter Biden's laptop just literally like three months ago after the mainstream media buried it for three years. And guess what? Uh, she says that uh, Anthony Fauci, it's provable, it's factual. Anthony Fauci paid the Wuhan Institute millions of our tax dollars. Former federal investigator Diane Cutler spent two decades combating white-collar crime and health care fraud. During the pandemic, Cutler turned her attention to U.S. government grants that supported coronavirus-related research in China. Huh. How many records have you viewed? Uh, my collection is certainly well over 50,000 documents. Records reviewed by CBS News indicate the U.S. government may have paid twice for projects at the Wuhan labs. Ah, they double-billed us. Isn't that nice? Talk about adding insult to injury. To the National Institutes of Health and the U.S. Agency for International <laughs> Development, yeah. or USAID. <gasps> so I categorized it and then drilled down from there. This included possible medical supplies, equipment, travel, and salaries. So what I found so far is uh, evidence that points to double billing potential theft of government funds. It is concerning especially since it involves dangerous pathogens and risky research. Yeah, isn't that great? They create a virus in a lab that kills a million Americans and destroys our economy, and uh, we paid for it. In fact, we paid for it twice. More from Katherine Herridge. While intelligence agencies can't agree on how the pandemic that killed more than 1.1 million Americans started, mm. the FBI and now the Energy Department have found an accidental lab leak is plausible. No, no, no. No, no, no. They said it happened. Not plausible. Probable. It happened. Not potentially through infected animals at a nearby market. At recent congressional hearings into the origins of COVID-19, the former CDC director said money from multiple U.S. government agencies supported high-risk virus research in Wuhan. I think it did not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD. That's the former CDC director, Robert Redfield. Sources told CBS News that tens of millions of U.S. taxpayer dollars could be involved, and the findings could provide new insight into the Wuhan research. Insult to injury, like watching a liberal SVB bank implode and your tax dollars bail out all those Democrat voters uh, and donors. Unbelievable. Hey guys, it's Carson. If you don't know already, I am live in the famed Rush Limbaugh slot, noon to three Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country, and the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Just search Rob Carson Show. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World. Follow me on social media, and above all, don't catch the stupid. stupid.
Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.